Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And today, we're going to talk about how to find happiness and satisfaction in your job. And we're specifically going to talk about a big misconception that I see with a lot of professionals out there, which is that they think that if they can get a job at one of these massive brand names, a Google, a Microsoft, etc., that they will finally be happy in their job. And here's the truth. I know a lot of people who work at those types of companies who are miserable. They work at Google, they work at Facebook, they work at Amazon, Microsoft, et cetera, and they are unhappy. And I also know a ton of people who work at companies that you have never heard of before who are absolutely thriving. So there is no correlation between working at these top tier brands and satisfaction in your job if you've done your due diligence and you've invested the time in understanding what specifically makes you happy. Because that is really where happiness stems from. The happiest people, the people who are getting the most satisfaction from their careers and their lives have clearly defined their values. And then they went out and they found companies that match those values. And they probably said no to a lot of big name companies because that team, that role, or that company did not align with their values. So here's how to become one of those people. And I cannot emphasize enough just how important it is to do this work up front because we always just want to jump into stuff, right? We want to just start sending out resumes. We want to get the job search going. We just want to get into that new job as quickly as possible. But the truth is, if you don't take the time to get clarity on your values and clarity on where you want to go and what will make you happy up front, you are probably going to make a move into another job, another company, another role that does not make you happy. And then you're on this hamster wheel of constantly just getting out there, going after jobs and crossing your fingers and praying that it's finally the right one for you. Whereas if you take a couple of days, a couple of weeks up front to get clarity on these values, you can know for sure that the next role you take is going to be one that makes you happy. And then the role after that and the role after that and the role after that will all be the same. And that is going to allow you to be much happier for a longer period in your career. And that's where you're going to be more successful. It's so much easier to be effective. It's so much easier to see that success and those great results when we're happy with what we're doing and we're happy with where we work. So how do you do that? How do you clearly define your values and how do you find companies that match them? So first, let's talk about defining your values. One of my favorite exercises here is to sit down and write out every single factor that comes with a new job. So when we think about getting a new job, what does that entail? Well, obviously you get paid a different salary, most likely. You're gonna have a new manager, right? You're gonna be working on a new team with new colleagues who are potentially in the same place or in different places. This company and this team, they're going to have a culture, right? They're going to have a mission. They're going to have a culture that they've been building that they really focus on. That's a core part of their brand as a company, as a team, as an organization. They're also going to have work-life balance, right? Which includes the hours that you work, but also where you work from. You know, are they fully remote? Are they 100% in office? Is there a hybrid there? Then we're going to have the projects that you work on, right? And your trajectory, your upward mobility. And then there are all these other things, right? There's equity, there's bonuses, there's continuing education, there's volunteer opportunities, there's commitment to social impact, there's the commute to and from work. There are all of these different factors that come into play with the new job. So what I want you to do is write out all of them. And 
you're probably not going to get them on the first go around. So what I would do is write out the ones that immediately come to mind today. I would put the list away for 24 hours, come back tomorrow, and then add any more that come to mind and rinse and repeat for a couple of days to make sure that you've really gotten specific and you've gone down into the details of what this new job might entail. When you have a list that is really complete or as complete as you can make it. What I want you to do is rank each of these from top to bottom, from most important to least important to you. So if you're somebody who will work any amount of hours from anywhere, you don't care as long as you're making a certain amount of money, then salary is going to be number one, right? And then you can rank the rest of the the stuff from there. But if you're somebody who, let's say, has a bunch of kids at home and spending time with your kids after work is the most important thing for you, well, work-life balance is probably going to come at the top of that list. And some of the other things might be lower priority. Both of those situations are totally okay, as long as they're the right ones for you. So what I want you to do is stack rank this entire list. And yes, it may be hard to rank 20, 25 different things, especially as you get deeper into the list, but it is really, really important to take the time to think through each of them and how they fit into your specific life, the life that you want to have. That's the first exercise. Second, we're going to do another exercise here that's going to focus on the type of work that we like to do. So for this exercise, I take out a piece of paper and I draw a line down the middle. And on the left-hand side, I write energy creators. And then on the right-hand side, I write energy drainers. Next, I'm going to list out all of the specific activities that I performed in my current role and in past roles. And I'm going to get really, really specific here, like down to each individual task that I've done from small to large. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put them into one of those columns. If the thing that I performed, if this task that I performed made me hate my job, if it totally sapped my energy for the rest of the day, if it made me just want to go home and curl up on the couch and not do anything, that is going in the energy drainers column. So these are going to be all tasks that don't inspire you, don't motivate you. Instead, they do the opposite. And then on the flip side, we have energy creators. So these are the tasks. These are the projects. These are the things that you did that actually gave you energy, that motivated you, that made you excited to come to work. And once you've categorized all of these activities, you're going to have a clear list of the things that excite you, that give you energy. And when you find roles that focus mainly on the things that create energy for you, that is where the magic is going to happen. Again, it's so much easier to see success and to see great results when you're doing things that create energy, that give you more energy to do more things versus trying to slog through all of these energy drainers all day, every day for years at a time, right? That's a fast way to get burned out. That's a fast way to lose, you know, that great feeling, that self-esteem, the confidence, the motivation, the momentum, and everything else. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go out and we're going to find companies that, A, align with the rankings that we have for the factors of the job. So we're going to go find companies that really focus on our top priorities, whether that's salary or work-life balance or culture or anything else. And then we're also going to specifically find jobs that mainly focus on our energy creators and minimize our time spent on energy drainers. So how do we do that? Well, there's three ways that you can go about figuring this stuff out before you actually accept an offer at a company. So first is to deep dive into the company's mission and product. So this is going to be a lot of research on your end, and it's going to require going to the company's website and reading their mission statement and reading blog posts and maybe even using their product yourself. But it goes beyond that as well. It's about listening to earnings calls. It's about listening to keynotes and interviews with executives at the company. It's about potentially talking to the company's customers. And it's about really understanding how this company and their products and the impact that they make align with your values. So this is a lot of stuff that you can do behind a keyboard on your own time. 
The second way to research the company is to talk to employees who left for a better opportunity. So a lot of people will tell you, oh, just go talk to employees at the company. But the truth is, if somebody is currently working for this company, the chances that they give you an unbiased, detailed answer of what's truly going on is very, very low, right? Nobody is just going to suddenly become a whistleblower and share all the deepest, darkest secrets with somebody they've never met before, right? Because that could put their job in jeopardy. And then the other thing that people recommend is just go find former employees. But the problem is if somebody left and they went to an opportunity that was a lateral move or maybe even a step down, something might have happened there that we're not aware of, you know, something complicated, something that created some baggage or emotional turmoil. And that person's going to bring that to the conversation that might taint their perspective. Whereas if somebody left for an objectively better opportunity, they're less likely to hold a grudge against that previous company if something did happen, um, or even if something didn't, they're just going to have more unbiased and more objective feedback for us. So what I like to do is just go on LinkedIn and use the past company filter and input my target company, and then just look through the list of employees to find ones who went to an objectively better company or stepped into an objectively better role at a different company. And that's who I'm going to reach out and talk to about this company that I'm targeting because I'm going to get that unbiased opinion. Third is to read reviews on sites like Glassdoor. Now, you have to be careful with these reviews because many companies go out there and manufacture them. They're not always 100% accurate. So you do want to take them with a grain of salt. But there can be some really, really good information in these reviews. And typically what I look for are the reviews that are in the two to four star range. Because anybody who's leaving a five star review, especially if there isn't much context there, that's probably a manufactured review. And anybody who's leaving a one star review, there's something else going on there as well. The people who leave two to four star reviews typically are sharing a more authentic and genuine experience. So those are the ones that I'm going to focus on and read. And I'm going to try to glean from that information, you know, as much as I can about how this relates to my rankings and my priorities and the activities that I want to be focusing on. So that's what I want you to do before you jump into the job search. I want you to get clear on those values. And then as you start finding these companies, as you start researching companies to target, I want you to, especially as you get more clarity on these companies, you can go deeper into some of the research activities that take more time. But I really want you to do this due diligence up front, because what's going to happen here is when you start interviewing for these roles, you are going to be way more excited about them. And you are going to be pumped knowing that this job, this company aligns with where you want to go and is actively going to help you create energy and challenge you and make you a better person, a better employee, a better practitioner of your craft. And that is really what we're going for. So I hope that's helpful for all the people out there who are struggling with figuring out where to go next or what aligns with their values or the people out there who have taken jobs that they thought might have been a fit that turned out to be something different. But that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.